But my most treasured moment in our Christmas was being able to speak blessing. Blessing on my family for the year ahead. Do you believe in the reality of God's blessings and God's curses? Do you believe in the reality of those? You know, God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Remember what Jesus did with the fig tree. What did Jesus do with the fig tree? He cursed it and it died from the, the roots up. That's right. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28 when you get a chance sometime. There in Deuteronomy 28, that's Deuteronomy 30 that you have on the slide. Deuteronomy 28, there's blessings and curses written over that entire chapter, an entire litany of blessings and curses. God finally uh, says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death. I've set before you blessing and curse. I want you to notice here there's no middle ground between blessing and curse. You're either living under God's blessing or you're living under God's curse. There's no straddling of the fence. There's no gray area here whatsoever. I set before you blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. We're going to close today's service by blessing you. We're going to literally lay hands upon your home and anoint your home. There might be 10 people, 100 people that live in your home or just one person in your home. Come as homes here this morning. They're going to bring in the children at the end of the service. Come as a family. Come representing your home this morning. And we're going to have elders and pastors at the end of each aisle. And we will pray a New Year blessing, a 2017 blessing upon your home this morning. And that's why we call this word this morning blessing. 2017. It's my prayer that you'll choose to live under His blessing, God's blessing, in the year ahead. If you want to follow along with me this morning, fill in the blank. The blessing that we will invoke upon you today is a releasing of God's natural and spiritual favor. You know, some of God's promises, many of God's promises are for natural blessings. And they include promises of prosperity. Deuteronomy 8.18, remember the Lord your God. He gives you the ability to produce wealth. That ability doesn't come from Washington, D.C. It comes from God. The Word says in Psalms 1, Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on His law or His Word day and nights. Whatever they do, what? Prospers. It's God's will for you to prosper. 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Natural blessing. How about our bodies? There's the promise of health. 
Exodus 23, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. How about promises of success? It's one thing to be blessed with money, but it's another thing to be successful. Joshua 1.8, never stop reading this book of the law. Day and night you must think about what it says. Make sure you do everything written in it. Then things will go well with you, and you will have great, what? Success. If you're a word believer, and if you're a word doer, it's God's promise to bless you. But God not only wants to bless you, he wants to give you abundant, overflowing blessings. Listen to what he says in Malachi. Malachi 3, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. If you're not a tither and you missed the blessing of tithing in 2016, try it in 2017. Now, you won't hear too many preachers or pastors say this. Try it for six weeks. Try it for a month. And I guarantee you, you'll end up with more than what you have given. This is not my guarantee. This is whose guarantee? Listen to what he says. Test me in this. So this challenge doesn't come from me. It comes from the Lord. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it, the blessing and the promise of the Lord. But God doesn't stop there. He also blesses us with family. Psalms 127, verse 1. Children are a gift from who? Not Troy Beaumont Hospital. From the Lord. They are a reward from him. And, and the Bible goes on. In fact, Jesus himself goes on to give us all things. Listen to what he says in Matthew 6. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. Get your life in priority. you got to start your life, your new year, in right priority. And all these things will be given to you as well. Well, pastor, that's spiritual. The Lord's talking about spiritual things there. No, no, no. That is a misreading of the context. Matthew 6 is all about physical, natural blessings. It's all about meeting our practical needs day by day. The promise is all these things will be given to you as well. God wants to bless us with things, with physical, natural favor and blessings. But, let me say this. If you were to have an interview this morning with Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. And think of what a year it's been. If you were to have an interview with Prince, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, people that had it all, had it all, and in so many ways ended up so, so miserable. Don't limit your desire of blessing 
just to natural, physical, earthly things. Having it all, having it all can buy you the best doctors and the most palatial hospital suite, but it can't buy you health. Having it all can grant you popularity, but can't bring you one friend. Having it all can give you the best education, but not wisdom. Having it all can buy you the most expensive sleep number bed, but not one minute of real peace. Having it all can buy you a platinum-plated crucifix to hang around your necks, but can't buy you a savior. Let's be understood here and clear. Having it all can't bring you real contentment, real satisfaction. That's why, that's why, that's why God's blessings go way beyond natural, physical, earthly uh, blessings. Greater than God's natural favor, write it down, are His spiritual blessings. Look at what the Bible says about the spiritual blessings that God wants to shower upon you and I. There's the blessing of joy. Psalm 16, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, that's the kind of life I want. How about the blessing of contentment? Uh, Paul said in Philippians 4, I've learned the secret of contentment. In everything, every situation, whether it be a full stomach or hunger, plenty or want. Uh, no wonder the psalmist said in Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There it is. How about the blessing of protection against demonic attack? My Bible and your Bible says that the enemy goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's constantly on the attack. You are deceived and naive if you don't think the enemy is on attack in your life or my life. But guess what? We've got divine insurance. Uh, we've got divine protection. Jesus said this to his children. Jesus said, put it up on the slide, please. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power, not some of the power, all the power of the enemy. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing will harm you. Talk about divine life insurance there. Glory to God. How about the blessing of Christ's likeness? Galatians 5.22, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. What is that all about? There is no greater blessing than to be like Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit's work. The Holy Spirit's business is to reproduce the character and the life of Jesus in you. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And then how about the blessing of God confidence? I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Hallelujah. God is a God of blessing. The blessing of God that we're going to invoke today is not only for this life, but for the life to come. You see, the best is yet to come. Stop looking in the rearview mirror of life. 
Stop thinking that the best days of life are behind you. Stop saying, oh, I wish I was young again. Those were the best. No, no, no. The best is yet to come. Listen to what the Bible, the Word of God says to you. I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. Say it with me. The best is yet to come. Start looking forward instead of looking backward. Life will, I mean, get excited about what God has for you in 2017. Amen. He might turn the lights out. Oh, my, 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 my. True Christ followers are under a covenant, a blessing. What's another word for covenant? Promise. Promise. Have you ever had somebody, somebody make you a promise that they didn't keep? <laughs> I feel the pain. <laughs> I hear you. Two wives, two wives that had been recently married. Two wives that had been recently married went out to dinner with one another. And we're checking each other's marriage out and doing contrast and comparison. Two wives. The first wife uh, asked the second wife, has your husband lived up to the promises he made to you before marriage? The second wife thought a moment and she said, well, he's just lived up to one promise. First wife said, well, which one is that? He said he wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> if you didn't get it, ask your wife when you go home. <laughs> becoming a Christian, becoming a Christian, becoming a Christian is entering into a covenant, a promise relationship with Jesus Christ. When you enter into a promise covenant relationship with Jesus. Hear me in this. There's never any curse. It's impossible to experience curse with Jesus. It's only blessing. It's only blessing. It's only blessing. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Jesus said the, the thief uh, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and they may have it. What? More abundantly. What's God's will for your life? More abundant living. There it is. You know, too many preachers and too many churches spend too much time talking about heaven. They make this life so dull, boring, discontented. And they teach a false teaching in many ways that our real living will only begin in heaven. Oh yeah, I have not seen, neither is ear. I mean, the best is yet to come. I, 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 you know your pastor preaches that. But I don't think we preach enough about the here and now. The Lord spent a lot of time talking about the here and now, and not just the hereafter. We need to have a balanced teaching in the church. The Lord's will is for you and I to understand abundant living is promised to us in the here and now. Joyful living, contented living, peaceful living, exciting living. Amen. He wants you to get excited about the here and now at what he has for you with his blessings in the here and now, not just in the hereafter. 
In the year ahead, you're going to hear your pastor talk about a lot about how God wants to bless you in the here and now. How he wants you to enjoy abundant living in the here and now. And how you are to get excited that the best is coming right now to you in the here and now. Abundant living. Abundant life. Every communion service. It's a covenant reminder time. It's remembering that Jesus put his powerful covenant a blessing into effect, not with pen and paper or a lawyer. God put it into effect with the very broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Covenant with Jesus means that he is our Savior. How many of us are saved here this morning? No, you're not. There's not a one of us that are saved yet. We have been saved. We are being saved. And the Bible says, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but when we see Him, we shall be made like Him. The crescendo, the climax, the consummation of our salvation will take place on that day when we see Jesus and this old tent. This body will come down and a new tent will come up. A resurrection body. That will be the final consummation of my salvation. So theologically, technically, it's better to say, I once was saved, but now I'm being saved, and one day I shall be saved. I was saved, I'm being saved, and I one day will be totally, entirely saved. I need a Savior in the here and now, and for the forever. Hallelujah, Jesus is that Savior. Amen. Amen. Covenant relationship with Jesus means a Savior. Covenant relationship with Jesus means a Lord. A Lord. A Lord. Now, I minister to a quite a lot of people that they love the fact that Jesus is their Savior, but this Lordship factor, they stumble over that. They're willing to make Jesus the resident of their lives, but not the president. Honey, sir, ma'am, he not only wants to have the guest room of your heart, he wants to have the run of the whole house. <laughs> Making Jesus the Lord of your life means that we have his thoughts we have his words. We have his actions, his behavior. We have Christ's likeness. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Over and over again, you'll hear Paul the Apostle say, in Christ Jesus is our hope of glory. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, they are a brand new person. Former things have passed away. All things become brand new. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You see the new there? You see the blessing there? You see the lordship there? Lordship, making Jesus Lord of your life is what I call spiritual uber. Spiritual uber. As long as you do the driving, as long as I do the driving, we mess up. That's right. 
If you don't know what Uber is, go home and ask your grandchild. Spiritual Uber is when Jesus does the driving. Spiritual Uber is when you sit back and you let Him steer. You let Him direct. You let Him guide. And when Jesus steers the car of your life, when Jesus is in control of your guidance system, He always, always, always directs us to blessing. Always directs us to favor. Never curse. Always the good things of God. Count on that. There might be some Michigan potholes along the way. There might be some things you don't understand from God along the way. But let Him, trust Him to do the driving. Trust Him to direct your path. Hallelujah. As He goes before you, He will make every crooked way straight. Hallelujah. And He'll take you, hallelujah, to glory on that day of days. And what a day that shall be. Covenant with Jesus means His name becomes our name. His name becomes our name. Alexander the Great, one of the world's greatest conquerors, was up late at night checking out the perimeter of his camp when he came across a sleeping soldier who was supposed to be on guard duty. In that day and time, if you were caught sleeping while on guard duty, they could pour gasoline, or I should say kerosene, on you and light you on fire and kill you. Such was the consequence of sleeping while on guard duty. A heavy responsibility. Alexander the Great came across the soldier sleeping and shook this young man awake and said, Soldier, what's your name? The young man said, Alexander, sir. He shook him again. Soldier, tell me your name. Uh, uh, my name is just like your name, uh, King. Alexander, sir. Soldier, tell me your name. I'm Alexander, sir. Either change your name or change your conduct. I will not have my namesake soldiering under me while sleeping on duty. Either change your name or change your conduct. Whose name do we bear? Whose name do we bear? What is our new identity? We are called Christian. Christian. Covenant with Jesus means we take His name. We are Christ ones. Christians. Christ in the Greek means the anointed one. Ian means like or similar. Christian is more than a proper name given to a child. Christian is more than a label given to somebody that goes to church. Literally, if you're going to bear the name Christian, if you're going to bear the name of Christ upon yourself, Christian is one who lives like the Anointed One, Jesus. Either change your name or your conduct. So in the world... When our past, 
When old Slewfoot the devil asks us who we are, we can say because of our covenant relationship with Jesus, because uh, former things have passed away and all things have become brand new, because of the blood of the Lamb of God, uh, we can say when the world, when old Slewfoot the devil asks, who are you? We can say, my past is forgiven. My present is redeemed. My future is secure. I am Christian. I'm not what I used to be. I'm not yet what I'm going to be. I'm running the race that's been set before me. I not, I will not be distracted, delayed, or detoured. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to keep the faith. I'm a born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing soldier of the cross. I am Christian. Hallelujah. Covenant relationship with Jesus. That's what it's all about. But sad to say, so many Christians today are like a bird I met one time on home visitation. I was visiting one of the homes in the church years ago. And when I rang the doorbell, the person came to the door. Get, get a hold of this. With a birdie on their shoulder. It wasn't a fake birdie. It was a real walking, squawking bird. And it was just sitting there on their shoulder. It freaked me out. That bird would hop all around the place. It was a parakeet, green parakeet. And, and I finally, I, 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 I couldn't resist the urge any longer. I said, aren't you afraid that your bird will fly away? Aren't you afraid you open the door, open a window, and your bird just takes off? Pastor, you're right. It's got full wings. It has the physical ability to fly but it doesn't know that it can fly. When we bought this parakeet, one of the first things that we had done was we had its wings clipped. Oh, so you've had one too. And while its wings were clipped, it appropriated the mindset, it appropriated the mentality that it could not fly, which is true and reasonable. With clipped wings, you can't fly. But then the wings grew back. But in that puny mind of the parakeet, even though its wings had fully grown back, it continued to have the mindset, I can't fly. I can't soar. I'm just a walking, squawking bird, not much different from a chicken. I can't fly. How many, how many, how many, how many Christians fill up the pew Sunday by Sunday? And they have the mentality and the mindset, other people get blessed, but I can't. Other people enjoy God's favor, but not me. I was born under an unlucky star. I'm a loser. God must be mad at me. He must be disappointed with me. I don't deserve His favor. I don't deserve His blessings. And you have appropriated a clipped wing mentality. 
Write it down with me. In 2017, it's vital for you to realize God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus. Get a hold of the teaching of Jesus. This is a pivotal, vital teaching that you need to hang your, the hat of your soul upon. Which of you, Jesus said, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Like at Christmas time. Everybody say these three words with me. How much more. Do it again. How much more. Say it like a preacher. How much more. Why is it any time I say, say it like a preacher, you shout it? <laughs> is that what I do a lot? How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? What do we often fail to receive God's best in our lives? Because inwardly, we feel that we're not deserving. And guess what? We're not. We're not. We're all sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says none are righteous, no, not one. So why does God desire to bless us fallen creatures? God's blessings flow from His character, not because we've earned it. God's blessings flow from His love. God is love. From His grace, from His mercy. We do not receive favor because of who we are, but because of who He is. Get a hold of that. It'll change your life. If the enemy has got you deceived into thinking you don't deserve uh, uh, God's favor, that, 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 that He doesn't want to bless you, then look at the cross. Look at the cross. Look at the cross. It's a symbol of how much God loved you. He loved you so much, He sent His very best, whose body was broken, whose blood was shed for you and I. That cross shouts at you and I this morning, I love you with an infinite, everlasting love, and I will never leave you or forsake you. Paul said in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Do you see it there? You see it there. So God's favor does not depend upon who you are, but who He is. The key thing is, are you in covenant relationship with Jesus? As long as you're in covenant relationship with Jesus, expect the blessings. Expect the blessings. A father took his little boy to bed. Tucked him in. Gave him a little kiss on the cheek, good night. Mom had already gone to bed. He said, little buddy, lights are out, go to sleep, I'll see you in the morning. Five minutes later, in the darkness, daddy and mommy heard a call from the bedroom. What did they hear from the bedroom? Dad! 
What? Can you bring me a glass of water? I'm thirsty. No. Go to sleep. You already had that chance. Go to bed. Five minutes later. Dad! I'm dying of thirst. Here, bring me a cup of water, please. No, I already told you no. You call again, I'm going to come in there and spank you. Five minutes later, out of the darkness, from the next bedroom, a little voice calls. Dad! When you come in to spank me, will you bring me a glass of water? <laughs> now, I like that. I like that. No clipped wing parakeet mentality here whatsoever. You talk about expectation. Talk about, I, I, I mean, a, a, a mentality of blessing. Talk about blessing-mindedness here. This son expects his father somehow, someway, no matter what, the glass of water is going to come and the need is going to be met. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I like that. That's what Jesus teaches. You'll experience a new level of enjoying God's favor throughout 2017 by being blessing-minded. Ask yourself this this morning. As you're, you're getting over your New Year's Eve uh, whatever last night, and you're trying to stay awake here. This is key in this message this morning. Let me bear down. Are you blessing-minded? Do you know that you can fly? Do you know that you can fly? Do you expect to fly? Do you expect to soar into God's favor, into God's blessings in the new year? Or are you walking around, squawking around with a clip-wing mentality? Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, this is how you get them. Believe that you receive them. Believe that you've already received. Believe that you've already received and you will have them. You will have them. It was a little over a year ago. And I'm glad they're here this morning because I can honor them again. It was a little over a year ago, my daughter wanted to go on a dad-daughter date for, for breakfast, my youngest. She was home from college. She wanted to go on a dad-daughter date to breakfast. Right away, the breakfast restaurant came up my head. I already knew where I wanted to take her. Country Inn, 23-mile, and Romeo Plank, uh, the, the Country Boys Special. We're going to make it there before 11 o'clock, eggs over easy, uh, uh, bacon, tomato slices, because I'm watching my carbs, and wheat toast. Uh, all for, uh, what, what is it, uh, three bucks, three sixty-nine, something like that. Cheap, cheap, cheap. I mean, good food. I mean, I can go all day with that. And if you wait till right to 11 o'clock, then you can make it all day. Okay, on just that one cheapo breakfast. I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. But no, no. Jenny doesn't want to go to Country Inn. Where does she want to go? She wants to go to Pancake Factory. Pancake, I mean, glass of water. I mean, God bless, I know the owner, I had breakfast, I mean, you know, good guy, whatever, but it's expensive, at least for my taste. And uh, uh, we go there, and she orders Eggs Benedict. 
Man, I think it was over 10 bucks. I looked for the cheapest, 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 cheapest thing I could find on the menu. The cheapest thing I could find was one fried egg, a la carte. And still, it was over six bucks. And a glass of water, something's wrong here. And so I, I go up to the cashier uh, to pay, and uh, she said, you don't owe anything. I said, I don't owe anything. She said, it, it, it's all paid for, plus the tip. I should say, what? And then I thought, oh. She said, yeah, the lovely couple that was uh, in here before you picked up the whole tab, and I remembered greeting uh, John and Connie Gachabalupo that uh, uh, have been here at this church longer than I have, greeting them in the restaurant, and they picked up the tab. And I thought, man, I should have ordered Eggs Benedict. <laughs> I went cheap, <laughs> and it was all paid for <laughs> already. Parakeet clipped wing mentality there at work. Huh? Do you get it? Huh? Have you talked yourself into a cheap uh, dining lifestyle for the, the year to come? Uh, are you saying in your mind uh, in 2017, I just can't do it. I don't have what it takes. I just have to settle for average at school. I just have to settle for just getting by at home. I guess I was born a loser. I just have to learn to live with this sickness. Uh, this is the best it's ever going to get. Nothing good ever comes my way anyway. In the name of Jesus, I command you, stop it. Upon the authority of his word, stop that kind of thinking. Stop that kind of talking. I think Pastor Hal calls that stinking thinking. Remember who you're in covenant relationship with. Remember who you walk with day by day. Uh, every day with Jesus, my Bible says, gets sweeter day by day. Hallelujah. Remember your generous Heavenly Father who desires to bless you abundantly. Remember the lengths that He has gone through to show His love to you. Remember His promises which are yea and amen in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember if you will trust His Word and do His Word, He has said, then He will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. That's why I've made our New Year theme Every year I set a new year theme. In these later years, I've been given a theme for this church for the year ahead. For 2017, God has placed in my heart, and you'll see it on banners next week, Expectation 2017. Expectation 2017. I want you to expect God's favor. I want you to expect good things. I want you to expect God oh, to show up, hallelujah, and to change and rearrange. I want you to expect prosperity and blessing. I want you to expect souls to be saved. I want you to expect marriages to be mended. I want you to expect lives to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I want you to expect, hallelujah, the the wonderful things that come from the hand of God. And we're going to share some vision next week and the next two Sundays of what God has placed upon our heart for the year ahead. Expectation 2017. Right now as we get ready to bless lives, 
and entire homes this morning. I want you to realize all the privileges and blessings in Christ Jesus. And expect them in your life. Not because we deserve it. Not because of who we are. But because of who He is. He's a Father who loves to be generous with His children. So, honey, sir, young people, step up to God's banquet table. <laughs> Don't be cheap. Don't order cheap. Receive as you believe. Healing, prosperity, contentment, joy, peace. Order up. Order up. It's all waiting for you at God's banquet table. Pull up your chair. <laughs> Take the place He's reserved for you. And best of all, the price has already been paid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The price has been paid at the cross of Calvary. Step up. <laughs> Order up. The price has been paid. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak blessing upon this congregation, upon this church family. Even now, invade and flood this moment, this time, with your sweet presence. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you turn up the microphone, please? I invite all of you to stay. I understand if you cannot, but the elders, the pastors are going to ready themselves right now. I will take my place down here at front and center, elders and pastors to the side, line up in the aisleways. And we will anoint with anointing oil. The oil represents who? The Holy Spirit and His blessing upon your home. In the days ahead of 2017. If you cannot stay, that's why I want to bless you as a church right now. As the priests of old would stretch forth their hands across the congregation of Israel. As your pastor, I stretch my hands to God and over you. And I speak this blessing. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Father, I pray blessing in 2017 upon each and every home. And Lord, we ask that the grace of the Father and the love of the Son, Christ Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be upon one and all. In the name of Jesus, and everyone together would say, Amen. God bless you.